APU. American Public University is proud to present Leading Forward. I'm Dr. Ashley Taylor, and I'm speaking with Tiffany Murphy. In this episode, we're going to discuss entrepreneurship and creative vision. Tiffany, thank you so much for joining me. Let's tell our audience a little bit about yourself and your professional background. Thank you so much, uh, Ashley, for having me on the show. First and foremost, I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, my name is Tiffany Murphy. I am one half of the entrepreneurial team that owns Art and Soul Gallery and Boutique, an art gallery and an African-inspired boutique in West Philadelphia. My professional background, I am an artist first with a specialization or a fixation on creating jewelry. I've been creating jewelry for necklaces, earrings, and things like that for maybe like the last six years. And it came out of necessity of not seeing things that I wanted to see out in the world and more importantly, having them available at a an affordable price point. In addition to my artistry, which is my passion and really fuels a lot of other areas of my life, I am an educator um, and I've been an educator for about 15 years now. So tell us a little bit about what made you want to start your business venture or take a non-traditional route. You know, just really being driven by purpose, putting things into the world or putting items and or spaces into the world that you don't see very often. So with what we do at Art and Soul, we have a full service art gallery and where we uh, work with local and regional artists and sometimes global artists to, you know, to showcase they're they're really incredible work. Um, and then we have the boutique side. So, you know, you have these African inspired gifts, handmade clothing, body butters and things like that. So the need to put this space out into the world is kind of what, you know, drove this ship. So your passion for art and then your desire to bring that art to the masses sort of drove your decision? It wasn't only uh, just to put out art, but it was, you know, a real need, an uh, intrinsic need to connect with community and to, you know, to collaborate and to, you know, um, provide much needed services to uh, folks in the Haverford section of the city. So, you know, we made the decision to open Art and Soul in a non-traditional area of the city. We are surrounded by residential houses, like literally, you know, whereas um, you have other boutiques and art galleries that are put in like uh, metropolitan areas where there's more traffic, such as maybe South Street or downtown or Maniunk or something like that. Um, we found this space like right in the heart of the, of the Haverford Avenue community with the intention of educating, you know, the community about Africa, the cultural significance, the political significance, and um, determine ways to service, you know, folks in the community better. So an example of that is, of course, you know, when people come in and say hi and things like that, if someone touches a fan, we have the ability to, you know, have the conversations in terms of letting them know where it came from. 
um, showing them that this was literally made by hand by um, a family in Western Africa. Yeah, just really providing those things and having these organic conversations in addition to the community aspect where we put on programming that speaks to uh, needs in the community and providing a safe space. So let's go back a little bit. Just tell me very specifically, tell us uh, the audience about your business, um, the name of it, location and um, the products and services you offer. Name of the business is Art and Soul Gallery and Boutique. Uh, we are located in West Philadelphia, uh, 5912 Haverford Avenue. The services and things that we provide. Goodness, where do I begin? So um, the art gallery side. So we have a full service art gallery where we work with a wide range of established and new artists to, you know, to showcase and exhibit their work. We also, you know, provide organizational and small you know, curating services for folks, as well as marketing and the whole, the whole gamut to uh, really help to put, put the artist's genius out into the world. So uh, we've been open since July, 2019. So, you know, um, we have had the opportunity to really work with a wide range of, you know, artists, you know, with uh, different backgrounds and uh, that work with different mediums to, you know, just to let Philadelphia know that this artist is in place. So, uh, so that's the art gallery side. The boutique side, we work with a wide variety of artists that make things um, locally. So, for example, we work with uh, a small um, husband and wife duo. Um, the name of the business is Thread by Denise, and they make these really amazing skirts, earrings, and African-inspired accessories that made or makes a great uh, fit within the shop. So um, another layer of that education piece is when uh, our clients come in and they ask questions about a specific product. And, you know, we let them know that you're not just buying, you know, to sustain the store, but you're buying this to sustain another small business, which is the beauty of, you know, economic development. So how did you develop the mission and vision for your venture? My business partner, Jamise Newsom-Williams, and I were really intentional in terms of uh, what we wanted to put out with this brick and mortar. The tagline really speaks volumes and it feeds right into our mission, which is creativity, community, and collaboration. So with the creativity piece, we have the ability to to literally make the things that we want to see and put out into the world from an artist standpoint. Um, community, we have the ability to engage with the community in uh, lots of different ways. So, you know, if it's not providing uh, programming, specific programming, it is giving advice to um, budding entrepreneurs, um, having the conversations with the elders about resources or, you know, any questions that they may have with about the things in the store. And then the collaboration piece, which is goes back to what I was saying earlier, allowing the opportunity to collaborate with other businesses to house things within the shop itself and as well as um, collaborative artistic ventures. So that's that's our mission to be a holistic in that regard. You made a point earlier in our discussion about the location of your business. And I thought that was very interesting because 
How often would you actually have those types of things happening in that location in West Philadelphia? I mean, book fairs and things of that nature. In that community prior to us coming, it wasn't a lot of things that was happening at all. Just because for one reason or another, you know, people really didn't have the vision or the inspiration to bring things to the Haverford community. Again, this is why it was so important. We didn't realize that it was just a neighborhood where nothing was happening. Whereas though you have other places all over the city where, you know, you'll have the turkey drives or you'll have like the community giveaways and by by politicians and community organizations, but it hasn't really touched the, the Haverford Avenue community. And then your business was there, able to fill a gap right there. And there it is. There it is, uh, filling a gap and providing a safe space. So in addition to everything else that I mentioned, Having this black business in place in the middle of a community serves as a safe haven. So I think I mentioned before that, you know, we've been there since July 2019. And in addition to, you know, everything that we've done with the community events, with, you know, servicing artists, having people come in and really support us. um, We have like instances of. Um, just random instances where people will run in because, you know, they felt like they were in fear of their life for something. This one young man that came to the shop one day and he was being bullied. So it was a group of kids that was chasing him and he came to the shop and he explained to us what was going on. And we literally just housed him into the shop and figured out a way for him to get out safely so he wouldn't be harmed. And, you know, other things that happen in the community that, you know, would have ended differently had we not been there. And not to say that, you know, we're necessarily a superhero or anything like that, but we provide a safe option. People feel like, you know, they can trust us enough to come in and, you know, seek shelter, so to speak. So that's just the power of a black business. It's so much more than an art gallery or an art boutique. So let's talk about the challenges. What are some of the challenges you faced since you've opened up your business? Oh, um, Rona. I'm going to start there. That doggone Rona. Um, so we opened in July 2019. And, you know, as any small business, you know, you want to work to establish your identity, to build your brand and to let everyone out in the world know exactly what it is that you do. So, you know, we we were really grinding at the uh, latter half of 2019 and going into 2020 with, you know, um, our signature event. We just started our signature event, Head Wraps and Healing, which was really taking off. And then a number of people were coming in for event rentals, like space rentals. Um, those book readings and um, like community events, political events and stuff like that. So again, you know, people were really getting to know who we were and they were trusting us with their, with their business, their events. And then Rona hit. So at the end of February, beginning of March, you know, we got the orders to shut down and that was a real challenge. Just knowing that, you know, one, we had to shut down our business Two. We just couldn't access anything for a while because we were told to quarantine. We were forced to pivot. But what could be seen or traditionally known as a challenge, we see it as an opportunity to shift the lens. 
and to do things differently as artists um, to continue to, you know, just put the things out that we want out into the world. We're speaking with Tiffany Murphy on entrepreneurship and creative vision, and we'll be right back. At American Public University, we believe quality education must be more affordable. That's why, as a leader in online higher education, we focus on minimizing costs and maximizing return on learner investment. And we believe higher education must be more accessible. So our online programs start every month. American Public University. Within reach, without limits. Learn more at AmericanPublicU.com. And we're back discussing entrepreneurship and creative vision with Tiffany Murphy. Yeah, COVID-19 has done a number on all of us this year. I don't think anybody was prepared for that, businesses or individuals. And 2020 has also brought us, along with COVID-19, has brought us a time of social and civil unrest. Have you experienced that in the community around your business? Um, well, fortunately, our um, the brick and mortar business was not directly affected by the riots and the, the civil unrest. So we're, we are tremendously gr- grateful for that. It was lots of civil unrest that happened within the last nine months, one of which um, was the assassination of, of George Floyd out in Minneapolis. And I call it an assassination because it was a death that was unnecessary at the hands of the police. So, you know, you have all this civil unrest and the rioting and things like that that come as a result of the masses or, you know, a certain community or sector of the community not being heard. So, you know, you have all this stuff that's going on with the with marches and protests, which we have been actively engaged in because, you know, the relationship between the black community and the state, you know, particularly the police has just been, you know, um, a, one of violence and a very toward relationship for centuries. So the civil unrest, you know, just comes as a result of, you know, the, the mass not being heard or the public not being heard. And here in Philadelphia, it hit us right in our own backyard with the assassination of Brother Walter Wallace here in West Philadelphia where, you know, it was just really simple and he was, it was a cry for help, you know, for, you know, uh, a mental illness that he was experiencing. And um, because two officers, two inexperienced brand new officers came onto the scene, did not know how to handle that. You know, Walter Wallace was assassinated right in the middle of his, in the street, in front of his neighbors, in front of his mother, in front of children, so, you know, you have a second wave of civil unrest, which included looting. And, you know, again, it's just a real problematic um, thing that you see, you know, that comes on top of a pandemic. On, uh, so you have you're adding insult to injury. You're already in a pandemic and people are, you know, just dealing with, with things mentally, economically. And then you have this already tarred relationship between the police and the black community and it's just heightening things so again you know we've been uh, really working with groups and you know organizers to participate in these marches and participating in these these peaceful rallies to let everyone know that you know this relationship has to end has to end because you know you have the police that's ideally or so we have been told put in a place to keep people safe, but it seems like that's the antithesis 
with the black community. So um, you have this problem that comes up where, you know, the police are scared. You have three or four police officers that are, quote, scared against one black man. And they feel like they need to shoot. Their last resort is to, to shoot. Again, it's just a problematic situation, but it's a dialogue and a conversation that really needs to be had on a global scale, which is kind of like a benefit, so to speak, of, you know, all the civil unrest and everything that has happened. It was a, it was meant to come to a head. So, you know, as a black business, we definitely stand with everyone who is participating in this really, really important work to, you know, to shift the narrative, to shift the dynamic and to uh, overturn the relationship that exists. That's very powerful. As you mentioned, you and your business partner, you're standing with the community. And that comes back to your mission and your vision, the collaboration. You stood with them, you work with them, and and that's your community. So the people around you, like you said, the the gallery, the boutique, it becomes like a safe haven. And then also your education portion comes through because when you're teaching these people about what's going on around them and how it affects them and how they can move through it, and there's a lot happening there. So how do you feel about your decision to become an entrepreneur? I don't regret it at all. We we knew what we were getting into um, when you know we located the place. We knew that there would be challenges. We knew that, you know, the mission and what we wanted to do was much bigger than any obstacle that would come in our way because, you know, you never know who would need something like this. You never know how you're going to change someone's life or inspire somebody by, you know, taking the the calculated risks. So if we had to rewind time, we'd do it all over again. And so what is your advice to other women that would be considering a unique business venture? Stay the course, be organized, don't be easily swayed and surround yourself with people that will support you, that will lift you up. I think what people don't or fail to acknowledge is um, your village, the importance of the village, your family, your friends and the people that you keep around. It says a lot about, you know, your energy the people that you keep in your circle. So if you have people on your team, they will consistently cheer you on and most importantly, tell you when you're wrong or when stuff doesn't make sense. That is a really, really important recipe for success. So, you know, just make sure that you have all your ducks in a row with the business plan and doing your diligence with researching paperwork and processes because you want to have a legitimate business. It's easy to have the bootleg business, but um, it could you know, block your blessing uh, long term. So just make sure you have everything in order and, you know, you stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Tell us a little bit more about the importance of a business plan. Oh, man. So a business plan is your roadmap for your entrepreneur. For you as an entrepreneur, it's your roadmap. It's your plan of action. It tells you everything that you're, you know, you're supposed to do in order to get this done. So it lays out what your mission is. Um, it lays out, you know, what kind of business you are, whether you're an LLC or a corporation. It informs you as the business owner and anybody who has an interest on the outside about what your long term and your short term plans and goals are financially and otherwise. A business will not do well if you do not have a plan. 
So I strongly encourage to anyone listening to this, please make sure that you have a business plan and everything that you need. And if you don't have the capacity or the ability to collect these things and organize yourself, you find someone that can put those things in place for you because it will benefit you in the short term and the long term. When we last recorded, you mentioned the young man that came into the art gallery had an idea. Can you tell us about that? Yes. So um, just dropping jewels. And I didn't even realize I was dropping jewels until we finished. So it was um, a young brother who had walked in the gallery one day and he was like looking for inspiration. He was looking at the things that we saw, all the beautiful African inspired things that we, you know, we sell. And he began to tell me about uh, something that he's developing, which is what he coins as wearable technology. So, you know, and explain to me what this wearable technology does. I thought it was a fly idea. So I asked him, you know, do you have a business plan? You know, if I were an investor, how would you? And I told you I wanted to, you know, um, infuse cash into your business. Uh, how, How would you respond? How would you show up? Where's your business plan? And he said he didn't have one. He, he he didn't have one at the time. He didn't realize or understand the importance of it. So I had to kind of break it down for him. This is what a business plan does for you. It lets people on the outside know that you are serious about taking your idea or your vision to the next level. So, you know, he had literally had a light bulb moment and, you know, he just really appreciated. He was really thankful for just the conversation that we had. And he still stops buying. He he not just buys things, but we have conversations in terms of where he's progressing his process. He asked for uh, suggestions and resources on how to move with certain things. So that's where we had the ability to engage the community in a serious way with that as well. And it comes back to that community collaboration and creativity that is the basis of, of Art and Soul Philadelphia. I've been speaking with Tiffany Murphy about entrepreneurship and creative vision. Thank you, Ashley. I appreciate you and all that you do. So thank you so much for having this important conversation with me, Tiffany. For more information about our university, visit us at studyatapu.com. APU. American Public University.